Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is June 12th, technically. We're here to talk about the June 11th AEW Dynamite, the June 11th WWE SmackDown. We've got a big week here at Fightful.com. UFC 263. we got to watch along this weekend. Impact against all odds. Denise Salcedo will be here with the post show. Sunday, NXT TakeOver in your house. We will be here with a post show and a live media conference call with Triple H. He was uber sassy on Thursday's call. Go check that out, youtube.com slash Fightful. We have some clips up on youtube.com slash Fightful Scraps. And how about this? We dropped an interview with Kyle O'Reilly, who's competing for the NXT title at that show. And then, even beyond that, maybe you're like, you know what? NXT is too mainstream for me. It's too mainstream for me. Why don't you interview some indie guys? Uh, how about I interview some indie girls? How about I dropped an interview with Jody Threat this past week? She helped Tr- uh, Trish Stratus get ready for her retirement match. She had a WWE tryout. She is a standout. Hope you guys enjoy that. I'll get back to some plugs here in a minute. We got Robert DeFelice with us. Robert, how you doing? Sean, it's Saturday morning, and you know what that means. We're sitting here. We're covering Dynamite. This could be a good weekend. We got Omega tomorrow night defending the title against Moose. We at Daly's Place. At Daly's Place. And we've got In Your House on Sunday. I'm excited. Let's do this. Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe. Tap the bell for notifications. You know the drill. Donate a super chat like our friend Nerd Guru did. You'll get your question or statement read on the air. He said, AEW won the in-ring by far, but man, they can't even touch the Roman Reigns stuff. It is so compelling and well-written. I know Alex loved Roman yeeting Dom. That is the thing I am most excited to talk about tonight. We will lead with AEW because, quite frankly, more of our audience is interested in that. Um but that close to SmackDown was very, very good. AEW, I thought, was a significant improvement over last week. And that being said, I still felt like it was a show. Just a show. These were two of the more missable episodes of AEW Dynamite that uh, I have seen since since the last, really, 
since Tony had said that he made that New Year's resolution to take more of a stand for booking. Yeah, I think with them getting ready for four major shows that they announced tonight, they can afford a few of these, but these are really plotting shows in a Friday night slot at 10 p.m. So it's been different these couple weeks. And it came into focus perhaps a little more of a reason why that's the case, Robert. And that's because they're doing four straight weeks of special events. Okay, and it's more like five because they're going to be doing the Saturday Night Dynamite as well. And that's going to be a special event. So they're going to be doing like five special events. So they've got a lot of blow-offs to set up, Robert. Yeah, they do. Uh, Jungle Boy and Omega on Saturday the 26th. Then you've got Road Rager, two weeks of Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen. Road Rager. <laughs> big, big week. I wish, I know they're wishing they kept Bash at the Beach right about now because Road Rager is a, is a name. A terrible <laughs> name. But here we are. What a terrible name. Guys, get in your super chats. We're getting into the AEW uh, review right now. We saw Christian Cage against Angelico. Again, fine. I love Matt Hardy and Christian feuding. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, we've seen it before. We haven't. We haven't really seen it. I posted the stat, Robert. They have two televised singles matches against each other ever. Zero since 2003. No Christian versus Matt Hardy singles match has ever gone over six and a half minutes. Isn't that unbelievable? So it is, I think, the only time they ever got face-to-face and said, okay, we're going to fight was in the build-up to the Money in the Bank 11 years ago where they were kind of like, neither one of us has been champion. A lot has changed since then. This is fun. And, you know, Matt Hardy's setting up very talented guys to go against Christian and take advantage of the open contract is a good storyline to get us through a few weeks. Yeah, to me, this it's one of those things, like it's a match, you know who's going to win, but it does advance the storyline a little bit. And wrestling is a pastime for me. It doesn't all have to like grip me. It doesn't need to be like Breaking Bad. But if it makes sense, I'm good with it. This made sense. It was a solid match. You know that's the I mean, a lot of people look at Angelico and they remember him from Lucha Underground and they remember the GIFs and the clips. And then he'll realize he's an outstanding submission wrestler and he can tie people in knots and all that stuff. But to me, this is good. And Matt Hardy saying that Christian's mad that he made more money than he ever will was yeah. great. Uh, like Matt Hardy on Dark, like I think it was $5,200 or $4,800 at some like hilarious, hilariously specific flat rate. I'm digging it. I'm okay with this. This is fine. And we got uh, we we got Riven Blade saying this is the most he's been into Christian and AEW. And you're gonna get a fun singles match off the back of this that will be full of nostalgia and things that we haven't seen before. So I'm good with this. This is all leading to Christian eventually getting his shot at the title, which will be one of the better Christian Cage matches maybe ever once he gets in there with Kenny Omega. Uh, we have Evan Wright saying, with PWG back, do we see Christian on a show? That would be, that would be great. That would be insane. I would be surprised, but hey, you never know in 2021. Ryan B. Jam says, I see Christian going the Derby route, first feeding with Team Taz, now Matt Hardy Incorporated. Yeah, it does seem like a little bit of a template there. I tell you what, Paige and 
Christian is a good match that I hadn't even thought of in the future. That could be a whole lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Ricardo says, my birthday is tomorrow. Can I get a shout out? Of course. Happy birthday. And Happy thank birthday. You for Super Chat. Says Hangman flying in with the buckshot was like a Marvel versus Capcom assist. Awesome reference. And yeah, the buckshot, it's I was just talking to my friend who said he wasn't into the move because he feels like the flip doesn't add anything, but it looks cool. It's one of those things that if you picked it in a video game, you'd be all over it. And I think that's the point of the move. So I am really particular about moves like that. I think it actually does add a little bit of momentum. One of the things he doesn't do anymore is the shooting star shoulder block, which did not add momentum. Because when you're doing that, you are you are slowing yourself down before hitting something. If you do a 450, you're adding more than if you just jumped and did a splash. Uh, if you're doing a moonsault, you're landing at a different angle. Like there are, there are reasons for a lot of these moves. But I, I, I like the buckshot lariat. I think it does look like it adds a little bit of damage. Uh, Evan Wright says the wingman promo uh, rules. Love that group. They have been doing great. JD Drake is such a, a great contrast for that group as well, Robert. Yeah, I Peter Avalon has made a habit out of taking chicken shit and turning it into chicken salad. And now the entire group is really developing a following. And it looks like they might actually be able to stick around. Whereas that librarian gimmick wasn't going to go anywhere for Peter. And now they've got this really fun group. I dig it. Tell you what I'm not really digging. I'm just still not digging the Cody Nightmare Factory stuff. It is not for me. Um, I Okay, so Tony Schiavone announces that Arn Anderson's son, Brock, will be teaming with Cody. Now, first off, it's like, it's his AEW debut. Okay. It is very eerie to look at Brock Anderson. It is it is such just a trip to look at that guy. We God man, and then we learn like QT Marshall wants to have a strap match with Cody, and Cody goes after him. I'm just not interested. I'm just not into it, man. Cody needs to be in the world title picture. I feel like we beat this drum a lot, but Cody really needs to get away from these. I'm going to do my own feud and make my guys kind of the centerpiece because it's not working. And I feel like he's losing momentum more rapidly than any other EVP. But Brock Anderson looks so much like his father. It's scary. I've always wondered what Arn would look like with hair because even in his 20s, Arn kind of looked like he does now a little bit. And it'll be fun to see what Brock can actually bring to the table. Like if he's some sort of phenom, that's great. But if he's not polished, it's like I, I don't want... I don't want to keep just seeing somebody with almost no dynamite exposure forced into these storylines because it's what we we've seen repeatedly here. And I know uh, I'm sure that Cody is like given the rub and all that stuff, but sometimes you just, you build those guys and they get there and you see what sticks, you see who works when they're on the road. I feel like they've thrown an awful lot at the wall and almost none of this has stuck for me here and there maybe, but I gave it a shot. It's just not for me. It's not for me. Yeah, it's really not. It's this feud in particular, I think, is the part where it's making 
it's like, okay, Cody needs to go away. But a lot of things he's been doing throughout his entire AEW run have been kind of hit or miss, and I haven't been a fan. Chris Rain says, Colby's feuds always feel separated from the rest of the show. They do. It feels like they are on an island of their own, which, yeah. you know, I asked Cody the question about whether the rumors were true or not of him speaking with the elite. It's so separate from the rest of the show. It's like when you watch the show, you you feel like that gives some credibility to those rumors, Robert. Like they, he has nothing to do with these people that he started the company with. On the show, we don't see a backstage thing. We don't see a BTE thing. It feels like there's like a quiet brand split within the company, and the brand split is just all the people from Atlanta. It's strange that before the pandemic, they were all supposed to go into blood and guts together, and then they all got fragmented very quickly, and Kenny and the Bucks have made it work, but Cody feels like an outlier, and while Paige is an outlier, that feels more like it's in story. Cody just sort of disappeared and went and did his own thing. I kind of, I know what Cody said, but the more that this stuff happens on the show, the more I buy into the rumors. There you go. Can't, can't disagree with that. Rob Reed says that pause between the word Brock and Anderson had hit people's ears perking. Yeah. Yeah, Mine too. You know, it's, I shouldn't because like we're covering this stuff every day and you think we would know if Brock Lesnar's coming, but the way things have been lately, when he said Brock, I thought for five seconds, maybe, you know, yeah. who who really knows? Uh, Robert Anderson says, Cody, when he turns heel, it will all pay off. That's my only hope with any of his storylines. I really thought that the best way to go was to not have Anthony a go-go necessarily take shots at America. Like Cody is picking a fight with his own imagination. Like we see so many Patriots and, and like – uber like super america people doing like a lot of times it's like hey man no, nobody's coming after your shit so cody like sort of picking a fight with his own imagination and to the point to where like he goes after anthony gogo's eye which you know messed up his boxing career like i really think that that would have been the way to go and then even his own friends and dustin are like man it's not this serious come on like it's it's a professional courtesy, a professional respect thing. Like, but they didn't do that. I yeah. fully, I fully believe that unless somebody steps in and says we're not doing this, I think we'll get pro America Cody versus Miro it all out, and I think Miro is going to get cheered. I think if Miro if they go that route, Miro is going to crush him. No pun intended. I think they'll know enough to know he can lose to Miro. You know. Yeah. And I'm not big on the uh, let's do another strap match after we literally just did a bull rope match last week. I touch squirrel says the point of this feud was to put over Nick and Aaron solo and it's done nothing for them. Someone needs to have a serious talk with Cody's ego. I mean, I don't know how much creative he has. His, I don't want to blame him because ultimately there, there's in, in a company like this or WWE, if one person doesn't want it to go through, then that then it doesn't go through. If Tony Khan doesn't want this on his screen, it does not get on his screen. Gutierrez oh. says, how many times does Cody have to beat the factory? How many times, Robert? Uh, a lot of times. And that's kind of the thing that's not helping. People are seeing Cody just sort of beat these guys, and it doesn't feel like he's giving them the rub. But Tony Khan was open about, hey, Cody wanted some people for that TNT Open Challenge, and I flat out said no. So we know he can say no, and he's yeah. not saying no to this. 
but I think he should start. Colby Faria says, I just spent $30 to watch Aaron Carter box. Technically, he got time. his ass whipped. It was amazing, was it? <laughs> it's a good time. I just saw that. It was so good. It was so good. Uh, Brijesh Joshi says, love you guys. The work and effort you put in. It's always fun to watch your shows after teaching my class. Love from India. Well, thank you so much. That means an awful lot uh, t- to hear. Thank you. Uh, we truly appreciate that. Guys, make sure you get in your Super Chats. We all read your questions or statements on the air. We're reviewing AEW first, then SmackDown. Cyclops says, less Cody promos, more women's matches, please. I do feel like th- there could be yeah. some reallocation on some time here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm hoping Rampage rectifies a lot of the issues with the women not getting enough time. Well, we had a six-man tag, and... Uh, even even the can they coexist thing, they do it a little bit better in yeah. AEW. Like Eddie Kingston being like, listen, we're friends. Me and Penta are friends. Me and Pac really aren't. But the enemy of my enemy is my friend. This is Brandon Cutler's first match since he broke his orbital. So good to see him back. Good to see him still wearing, still wearing the, the face mask and the track suit. I think that's a great... Great gimmick. I love it. Uh, this is fine. Eddie Kingston, Pack and Penta uh, win. But we have somebody, uh, we have a super chat from Rivenblade saying, I care about Kaz. Thoughts on the Elite Hunter character? I mean, we, we've kind of seen it before with the Bullet Club Hunter character. Uh, but I, I, don't, I feel like it needs a little bit something more for me. Yeah. Uh, this feels like too little too late for Kaz and not that like guys his age can't get that push but it seems like this could have been Kaz 10 years ago it is still a great feud I do look forward to him helping take down the elite maybe for hangman maybe for somebody else but I don't feel like he's going to beat Omega I think what it needs to result in is a couple things I think it needs to result in Kaz getting the living shit beat out of him. I mean, bad. Like, write him off for t- of TV for like six weeks, bad. And then, probably when Paige is winning the title, we see somebody laid out, or or Kaz does have an integration at leading up to the match. I don't want it to affect the match. I don't want gang wars in the moment that Omega leaves or Omega drops the title. But definitely something leading up that gives you the reason of, oh, this is why the Elite isn't out here. Because the Dark Order and Kaz beat the living shit out of them. And now it's a fair fight. And that's what costs Omega the title. I think it's just because I've seen this before that it's not that impactful to me. And there is still Daniels. Remember, that match wasn't a retirement match. It just meant SC you couldn't tag team. So there is still Daniels to factor in. There's a lot they can do here. I like that Kazarian has a big role in a company like this. And this match was good. Eddie Kingston's great. John Moxley obviously taking time off to uh, await the birth of his child. So congrats uh, on that. But the match, I thought the match was it's It's these six people. And Brandon Cutler is better in the ring than a lot of people give him credit for. He has made great strides over the last year. Of course, this is going to be good. Yeah, this is great. The Young Bucks are full heel. They're having fun. 
Pack and Kingston were just feuding earlier this year, and they didn't shy away from that. They played into it. And Kingston eventually is going to get the match with Kenny at one of these super shows, I feel like. And when he does, it'll be a fun fight. Mike Preventure, too, with a great super chat. He says, I was today years old when I learned the answer to, can they coexist, is actually allowed to be, yes, they can. Back in Kingston always teaching me things. That's why it's better. These are professionals. And as Jim Ross, you know, the, the, the biggest thing I think he adds a commentary is he reminds you winning matches means more money. Winning titles means more money. Being in the main event of a show means more money. That's why it's important. Yeah. And these people are more worried about beating up people that they don't like and making money than their own little squabbles. Something we didn't see in the main event. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pinnacle promo. I really liked the pinnacle promo. Uh, we saw, or Joey Grapp says, loved Cash's aggression during the pinnacle promo. FTF, OFE, yes, FTF indeed. I really liked that. That he was like, listen, I don't have a family, so I don't give a shit about yours. Oh, I love that line, Robert. FTR is so good. You could hook the pinnacle to my veins weekly and... This is the best thing in wrestling right now. FTR bring a realism to the dance. Even Wardlow's gotten so much better. Talking about, hey, I know you can't beat me in this ring, so sure, I'll go to your environment. I'll go to an MMA cage. Sean Spears still needs some work to connect with me. But I think seeing him win will go a long way in that department. And MJF, what can you say about him? He's the best at what he does. He is. He is... consistently the best promo like that where you've got to show emotion in wrestling. I think Roman Reigns is so good at those emotionless promos because that's that's what we want to see out of him. But MJF is is killing these. Thomas Garner says, I love when AEW does stuff like destroying Pinnacle's limo, but it also makes me wonder how they turn a profit sometimes. TV deals, I mean... I hear that that limo wasn't all that. I heard they were maybe done a favor. But what I want to see, Robert, uh, is the Pinnacle having to ride home on those electric scooters that were all <laughs> over Jacksonville. Anybody that has been at Jacksonville at night, especially at like 2 a.m., know what I'm talking about. At 2 a.m., if you are in downtown Jacksonville, you will see teenagers riding across town on those scooters. It is amazing. It was one of my favorite things about the city. You got to get home somehow. And you nailed it on Twitter with the Uber and Lyft. Not great. So got to get home somehow. When I I was going to Jacksonville, I was like, "Ah, well, it looks like Uber and Lyft. The the rentals are too high. And Pillman and Bischoff both hit me up and they said, don't do that. And I'm so glad I didn't. Because listen to this, Robert. I took an Uber from the airport to where I rented my car because there were no car rentals there. $112, Robert. Yeah. yeah I, I believe it. I believe it 100%. Ugh. Tyler, I'll have this answer on FightfulSelect.com tomorrow. Um, Ken Shiro says, are they doing a Pancrase-style work shoot fight? I don't know what they're going to do. I tried to hit up AEW and be like, hey, listen, we cover MMA. I'd love to interview Wardlow and or Jake Hager, but I was told there was no availability. Hopefully that changes because that's something I would really like to cover. But um, 
the the smashing pinnacle smashing inner circles car it's like i pit or, or inner circle smashing pinnacles car rather inner circle are shit stirs they're still like at, at their roots heelish like they're still dicks although el barto was a great thing to spray paint mm-hmm. on the side that was a good, good it's move. so they went from like 80s horsemen to 2006 degeneration acts real quick like these guys were so badass and so cool and now they're just hey look at us we all wear black and we curse all the time and we're gonna spray paint el barto on the side of Olimo. it worked but it's a little too much from these guys i need them to kind of cool it with this hey let's be silly fun you know faction yeah uh cyclops says that everything the inner circle do uh seems corny to me yeah uh, somebody says he put el barrio yeah but it looked like el barto el barto uh, that's listen that's it canon looked, for me it's el barto yeah. it it looked like el barto whether he meant it or not um <laughs> that that's the rib now uh joseph farley says jake hager is definitely forklift certified pop for that there was also super chat um that I had missed from Ryan B. Jamie said the six man tag was very good. How Matt was laying on the mat forever while waiting on pack to hit the four fifty, while waiting on everyone else to move out of the ring took me out of the match. AEW has been getting better about a lot of this stuff, but that, yeah, that does take me out of things, but they've been really good at shooting people tight. That way you don't see people waiting down at the bottom. Not as good as those Thunderdome shots when you're chucking Dominic out of the ring. Oh, I can't wait to talk about it. It was the the highlight of tonight. It was so freaking good. Darby Allen tells Sting to just go home. And Sting's (sighs) like, I... Listen, we know that they're both hoodlums. So I think at some point Sting and Darby are going to have a problem. I could have done without waiting a week for Darby to just go, and I don't need a partner, I'm going to go it alone. You could have done that last week. I understand why, but I feel like if that's all you were going to say, you could have said it last week. I agree. Well, we see Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, and I really like promos like this. Short, to the point, gets them on TV, furthers an angle. And the more you do this, the more content you have to fill out five specials in like five weeks. Uh, they, they are the men of the year, and I, I dig that. That's fine. Good yeah. for them. I think that uh, they'll win the handicap match because odds are in their favor. And maybe they go after the tag titles, or maybe they go for singles gold because they're still, you know, two great singles wrestlers, and I want to see them in that realm. Miro versus Uno. The road to uh, for this was was exceptional. I like this match a lot. Now, I need to say that I had people from AEW that that addressed my complaints last week. And they, they were like, listen, you got a point about him not winning matches, but we'll break down like how, how we view this. The world title, the women's title, the tag team title. Definitely rankings are more important. The TNT title is more of an open challenge format. And I said, well, you know, this is different. It was gifted to a guy who wasn't cleared you would know that he wasn't cleared when you gifted it to him. Why can he just give, can he just give it to somebody else? Gift it to that other person. Uh, they, they were like, you know what? 
your concern is 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 right. It's rooted in in truth. I, I appreciated that, but they did their best to explain it to me, and they said that this is more of an open challenge format. I still personally would like to see somebody coming off of a win for this. I would I would prefer that. Evan Wright says Dark Order on the ramp for the submission ruled. Yes, yeah. Dark Order came out for this, and it added more to the match. It made Dark Order more likable because they have went from creepy cult to fun social club. Let's get together and drink sodas and have pizza type of people. And uh, them cheering Uno along really put over uh, the fact that he was an underdog. And I had somebody say, Uno beat Danny Limelight at Elevation, so I'm kind of good with it. That's what the person that messaged me said. They were like, well, technically, he won a match before. And I said, yeah, but... Within the context of the show, he was given the title shot before that. So it's not really, doesn't really do it for me. The presentation of this match is so good, Robert. Uh, This is probably my favorite thing on AEW. Miro is so good. His gear is so good. This is what we always wanted. The accolade looks like a real finish now. I loved everything about this, Robert. So I enjoyed this when he was doing it in WWE against guys like Kalisto, where he just bend them in half. And it looks even better now. He looks the best he's ever looked. He looks like he a million dollars. He's got more confidence than he's ever had. I think this is the best mirror we've ever seen. I don't like I think they're going back to this well with the Dark Order too much. I understand that there's a lineage there with Brody, but don't ruin it so quickly like there's still so much of this story to play out so don't exactly run through all the dark order guys just yet i love negative one being anywhere he just adds so much just by his presence and mirror wins as he should be buddy that moment when he like reaches his arm out to hangman page and hangman page finally joins them ooh, it's gonna be good it's going to be Tears. real good. Yes. It's going to be an emotional moment. Mike says, thought putting Uno in the game over facing away from the Dark Order was a missed opportunity until Miro bent him all the way back face to face with negative one. And then he waved at him. Mm. Oh, God. It's the little thing, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Negative one is an effective character on, on, AWTV. Evan Wright says, now give me Miro versus Stu Grayson next, cowards. Buddy, let me tell you, one day, Stu Grayson is going to have a singles match on Dynamite, and he's going to blow the doors off of everybody. Uh, When I was in Toronto for SummerSlam 2019, the two workers that I left there going, holy shit, about the most were Stu Grayson and Jody Threat. Like I saw them work, and it was very obvious there was something special there. We have some more super chats. Robert Anderson says, any news about future trios title, hopefully intergender in AEW. Maybe it's just a dream for me as I'm a big fan of Lucha Underground. They can't tell you that it's coming any more than they already have. They keep hinting at it. Whether it'll be intergender, I don't think so. Tony seems to have drawn a hard line at that intergender stuff, but it's definitely coming. I think it'll have the flexibility of being intergender. I think there might be like, where, say, 
the Dark Order wins it, and then Anna J freebirds it, and then you have like them versus another group, and it's like that. I think there's a possibility that could happen. That that could be a lot of fun. Ryan B. Jam, I think you mean Jeff Farmer. He says Darby should have got Jeff Farmer to be his tag partner. I was talking Jeff Farmer to uh, Eric Bischoff this week on his on his show. Oh man, uh, <laughs> the former Cobra. Am I right? Wasn't he doing yeah. like a Cobra gimmick? Still Amazing. jacked. Still jacked. He's yoked, man. <laughs> There's nothing bogus about Jeff Farmer. <laughs> Danny Valentine says, "Would love to see Cody give Andrade his first match to establish him as a major player in AEW." I think that would be really good. I That's think good. Cody and Andrade is the feud because right now what Cody's doing feels like lower card. Like they tried and I respect them for trying, but it ain't working. And what we've seen in AEW is if something doesn't work, usually they move away from it. It just isn't connecting for me right now. I think that all the ingredients involved have the potential to connect in other stuff, but that just ain't connecting for me. So I think Cody in his mindset is like, I've been on TV since I was 22. I've been in the ring with Hunter, Sean, I've done all these things. But what he forgets is the fans haven't seen you really reach that pinnacle yet. Yep. You need to give the fans that and then go back and do this. Because right now it just seems like you're working lower card for no reason, especially when we know that you're an EVP. Rob Reed says, I didn't see as many repeated spots on Dynamite tonight. I wonder if Mark Henry's influence is already being felt. I doubt to that significant degree. Um, yeah. But... I mean, they they do take criticism into consideration, and they usually try to address that. Nyla Rose versus Layla Hirsch. Evan Wright says that match ruled. I loved it. Uh, we we got that match. You know, it was it was good. I like I like Layla. And then Britt Baker cuts a fire promo backstage, and. Uh, like I don't necessarily want them to go to Ny- Nyla, but it does make sense because she beat Britt Baker that they would do it. And it's it's another thing. It's time for Britt Baker to beat her. Yeah, and Nyla at this point is the most established character in that division, but you need to move away from Nyla after this. There's so many other women that are as talented on that roster. Penelope Ford. Uh, Layla Hirsch is fantastic and will make a great champion one day. Anna Jay when she's ready. There's so many other women on that roster, and I hope that they get there soon. Oh, man. Hangman Page and 10 against Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, well, I believe I skipped over Lance Archer. Did I not? Uh, he had a really quick squash, as he should, because everybody yes. dies. And and the, the Zicky Dice squash this week was so funny. Did you see what he had tweeted Somebody put posting a picture of him up in the blackout with a crown of thorns, and it said the passion of the dice. Ah, nice. It was great stuff. Archer wins. There you go. We got a Jade Cargill promo. Nerd Guru says, I'm saying Jade versus Britt, and Jade wins at Revolution. I think right now they're anchoring themselves to Britt Baker. Um, I, so I think that that's going to probably carry a little bit longer. Evan Wright says, I'm liking this Jade and Sterling duo more and more. Yeah, they're they're fine right now. I I, I want to see how it goes in front of an audience. Yeah, and uh, before we get to the main event, we did have a Kenny Omega segment. Yeah, I, got, he... I know we're getting to it. Okay, all right, fair enough. We're getting to it. Uh, Brian Mahoney says, "Love Brit, 
but I think Rio should be or would be a better first challenger. She needs over baby faces to work her into good matches. Nyla feels like a step back. Um, I don't know. I, it feels like they fell out of love with Riho in a lot of ways. Um, she hasn't been getting the big push. I don't know if she connected that well. I think Sheeta uh, connected really well as a as a baby face champion. Riho maybe didn't. Um, they I don't think they haven't had any other baby face champions, have they? Besides Rio and uh, Sheeta? No, just Rio and Sheeta. Yeah, because uh, the only other champion is Nyla and. Yeah, I, not to compare this too much, but Tony Khan kept saying that the Joshi would be like their cruiserweights for Nitro, mm-hmm. and I believe Otani was the first cruiserweight champion, and nobody associates the WCW cruiserweight division with Otani. So sometimes the first one just doesn't work out. Ryan B. Jam says Layla Hirsch versus Gables, my new dream intergender match. I also want Jade eventually to join the Elite and become a version of Corporate Rock. I could see her joining Pinnacle. I would like Layla Hirsch versus Chad Gable at a bola one of these years. That would be a lot of fun, don't you think, Sean? I think so, too. As you mentioned, we did have a Kenny Omega Jungle Boy segment. Um, Valab, please send your super chat again. I'll read it. I must have missed that. I dug this. Kenny Omega is, like, pretending he can't be arsed by Jungle Boy, but it's very clear he's gotten to by Jungle Boy. Yeah, I actually, so there was a report in the Observer that he's like got a, they cut his hand, he's got a bruised tailbone. I was hoping he'd work that into like some of his verbiage because it sounds very chicken shit heel. Like he's got all these injuries and he's just, he's not a hundred percent, but I'm so looking forward to this. Jungle Boy is going to be a made man after uh, June 26th and it's going to be great. Uh, Falab says, I just want Kenny to reference Krusty as Jungle Boy's uncle. <laughs> we're we're very much developing a Simpsons AEW yes. crossover here. Yes, uh, I mean there's there's a lot of people that really thought that was El Barto on there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Then the main event: Hangman and Ten defeated Team Taz. Because Ricky Starks came out, tried to give uh, Brian Cage the belt. Brian Cage said no. And Ricky Starks smacked the piss out of Brian Cage. Wow, bro. And Cage, you know, ran off. I really thought it would have been cool if Preston Vance had the full Nelson on. And then Page did the buckshot lariat. I think that would have been a cool way to kind of end it because they had teased it. Um, Also, yes. The Baltimore line from Callus in that promo was perfect. He said that he's going to be that Jungle Boy is just going to be like the band that sings his theme song, a one-hit wonder. That I gotta mention that amazing. Uh, So sorry that I mentioned that. I forgot to mention that. But um, yeah, it's it's just like this. This is the the slow build to Hangman. Eventually, I, I would imagine winning the title, and I'm okay with it. They had the beer bash after. You split up Team Taz in a lot of ways, or you you furthered that. This did a couple things. Yeah, I'm not big on Cage as a babyface because I think he works well as a heel machine. Yeah. But hopefully, they know where they're going with this. Hobbs beating him and taking that FTW title, or maybe Hook just taking his father's legacy, would be a lot of fun. Ricky Starks is 
money. He'll be a world champion. Cody said it himself. I'm not the cage thing worries me because I'm not sold on him. But uh, Hangman Page on the path to being a world champion. Can you really complain about any of this? Yes. Uh, Evan Wright says, or no, I can't complain about it. Rather, I was uh, c- agreeing that it was awesome. Evan Wright says Brian Cage doing lucha stuff is the best. He rules. And Robert says, what is the next big women's signing for AEW? Iconics, Tessa, Joshi Talent. Uh, it, I don't think it's going to be Tessa. I think it maybe. It ain't Tessa, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't think Tessa. I don't think Chelsea. Uh, I don't think Mickey. I think Mickey might pop up there, but I don't know. I don't know that there is a big name one on the horizon right now, to be honest with you. You know, uh, Heidi Lovelace will be the Joker there in you the go. Battle Royale. That, have, that'll that'll be. I'll it. take my claim on that. Heidi Lovelace in the Battle Royal at All Out, and then we'll go from there. Well, guys, we're bringing you two reviews tonight. We're leaving you fulfilled, and if you want to be fulfilled with your breakfast cereal, check out our friends at MagicSpoon.com. Oh boy, Fightful cereal is one of the best parts about being a kid. But then when you grow up, sometimes you got to give it up because it's got sugar and junk and stuff that you shouldn't eat. I, I would always want to eat those sugar bombs, they called it, in the Calvin and Hobbes uh, comics. But you know what? My parents were like, no, 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 no. No, you don't want that. You, you can't have that. It's not good for you. And then when I got older, I was like, oh, yeah, I can eat whatever I want. But then I started to feel that it wasn't good for me. But then I found Magic Spoon, zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, only 140 calories a serving. It is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. You can build your own box. Custom bundles include cocoa, fruity, frosted peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. You get to pick the flavors. I love to mix that cocoa and peanut butter together. It makes like a peanut butter cup flavor. It is awesome. It tastes just like all those other cereals that you grew up loving, but it's way healthier for you. Go to magicspoon.com right now. And how about this? You'll save $5 off your order when you use the promo code FIGHTFUL. They're so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you try it and you don't like it, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Thank you, Robert. You're welcome. Vlob says, man, Ten and Hobbs having the kind of spine busters that knock you stiff. Oh, buddy. That that uh that spine buster from Hobbs was a thing of beauty. I really enjoyed that. That was good stuff. Oh, SmackDown. Wasn't bad tonight. It was pretty solid. The end was an all-timer, I thought. <laughs> Friday belongs to Roman Reigns. Barnum. Yep. This was a lot. This finish was a lot of fun, man. Holy crap. Uh, we're going to get to it. But we started off uh, with, with Roman and Jimmy talking about, or Roman and Jay talking uh, we're going to get to that. We're going to tie all this in together. So we're going to lead into the first match. Kevin Owens and Big E defeated Apollo Crews and Sami Zayn. They were really river dancing around. Where has Big E been? What happened to Big E the last time? That's um, why I, I just wouldn't have put Big E here. I would have said, wait till after the pay-per-view, 
have him announce that he's in Money in the Bank, and then you don't need to worry about it. Yep. This was a bit of an insult to the intelligence. Um, it was just not good. It, it it was a bad a bad way to follow that up. And you could say, well, how could you follow it up? I don't know. Maybe don't fire the freaking guy he's feuding with. That that seems like an option. Yeah, it seems like a solid option, or at least more cohesiveness between your staff and your higher ups, just so that they don't put the guy that you're about to fire in the closing program of SmackDown. Plans change, I guess. Uh, reminder, guys, get that those super chats in. Please leave a thumbs up on this video; it goes a long way. So after this match, which was a solid match, as it always will be, Apollo is like, no, 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 no. We want to face you again because, of course, it's Apollo. He always wants to face people 200 times. But this time, it's going to be with Commander Aziz. And let me tell you, I am not too excited to see that. I don't necessarily want to see Aziz. So Baba Tunde got crushed by some kid who put on a mask in a Netflix movie. That's his claim to fame. And he, he also crushes balls in Raw Underground. I don't no, know no, he, he crushed does. somebody else's balls. I, I don't know what he does in a wrestling ring, though. Just a, a pure wrestling ring, not a movie, not an underground. I'm very interested to see what we get here because, actually, Omas is a lot of fun. I enjoy Omas right now. But yeah. Apollo is no AJ Styles. Not a knock on Apollo. He's no AJ Styles. I'm wondering how much they can carry Aziz here. This is very early 90s, like, crap. It really is. A lot of that. I wish, I almost wish I was on the Monday show, Sean. Oh, boy. TH3 Burr says, with WWE overly piping the crowd, any chance WWE pipes in noise when fans come back? No, I don't think so. They they didn't do much of that while the matches happened at WrestleMania. They did, they did it for Hogan a little bit, but they didn't do it that much when uh, the actual matches were going on. Yeah, and I don't think they need to because... <clears throat> WrestleMania showed that the crowd was kind of playing along exactly as they needed to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Carmella versus Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan wins via pinfall. I mean, they're, they're, if they're going to 50-50 somebody, I'm just glad that Liv Morgan got a win. But I don't know this is the the best way to start off a push is have her lose a match next week or last week. And then they're like, well, here we're just doing it again and she's going to win. All right. Well, we, we know how these feuds go, Robert. They're going to face each other like five more times. But at least, and this is this is wrong. I'll say that right off the bat because we should expect more than this. But at least Liv Morgan is on TV and she's winning matches. And at this point, that's all you could ask. You know what I mean? Yes, I, I agree. I'm very excited to hopefully see a push for Liv Morgan. So many of the wrestlers I talk to talk her up and talk about how hard she works. So I want to see her get that opportunity very, very badly. Brandon Charles Powell says SmackDown, the land of 1050, 50 bookings. That's, that's the sad reality of the situation. It's just WWE in general. Speaking of Thomas Garner, WWE back from commercial Corbin versus Nakamura. Me again, WWE five minutes later, we're going to have another match next week. Me turns TV off. Yep. So there's not much to talk about here. They had a match. Nakamura won. Corbin bitched about the crown, and we're finally getting a match that matters, Robert. Five yeah. five matches into this, we're getting a match that matters. It's going to be for the crown next week. I am 
so glad that hopefully they'll just get that goddamn crown off of Baron Corbin. Give it to King Nakamura. Please, for the love of God, give us a Nakamura. First of all, I'm glad that Joe Pearl isn't on the creative team because he's over here talking about putting the crown on a pole. Yeah, I just don't want to see that. But what I do like is the idea of King Corbin no longer being King Corbin. Maybe Baron Corbin can go back to being a badass. Nakamura gets a crown that looks good on him. And just leave it at that. Also, I want to mention, I did like that Carmella was, even though I hate that gimmick, was announced as, and still, like the hottest woman in WWE. That was kind of funny, but it's also, so it's like, whatever. Uh, Bryson Yee says, been a Fightful Select subscriber for around five months, I believe. Haven't regretted it one bit, especially with the influx of information lately. Thank you. Yes, today we broke news of a WWE act that, has recently re or re-signed with the company. And then today I broke some pretty big news about NXT having some interest in Samoa Joe. And tonight I had a big update on that. So please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Also, my Q&A show is up over 40 minutes, 100 questions. Uh, I answered so much stuff and it ain't slowing down anytime soon. Robert, without giving anything away, I, I believe I told you some pretty major news oh, you I, did yes pretty pretty major news that i can't put out there yet but hopefully soon fightfulselect.com is where it'll be if i'm able to do that montez ford chad gable chad apologizes to the street profits for what otis did to them last week and uh, chad challenges them to a singles match and montez steps up they agree to come to the ring alone Otis, this Otis that we saw after the match is the Otis I want to see. Sassy Otis. He's full Triple H Thursday media call mode. <laughs> he was beaten ass. And Montez and Chad Gable had a lot of a lot of great transitions, a lot of great reversals. I'm trying to find out if the injuries that WWE says that Montez have are real or not. I've had one person that indicated that maybe they are. I hope they're not. But I really liked how all this went. I liked the backstage thing, them saying, we'll be out here alone. I liked the match. I liked Otis afterwards and the aggression that he showed. This was a lot of fun to me. What did you think about it? They're doing something right in that they're getting Otis on the right track. He had a rough end to 2020 after having one of the surprisingly better years in the first half. I like Chad Gable. I think Montez Ford is money. I hope he's not hurt. I'm hoping this is just a work to kind of put over Otis, but I guess we'll see. And I like this. I hope they continue this path with Otis. Ding dong. Hello. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Hold on. Wait, Kinshiro says beardless Otis will haunt my dreams. I like that too. I, I like the, the the switch, Sean. Sean Garner, come on, buddy. Like, if I could say, I would, but instead, I'm teasing you. I'm doing a little tease here. Subscribe to Fightful Select. The moment I can report it, I, I will. Uh, ding dong, hello. Yes. This was stupid and corny and ridiculous and dumb, and I loved it, Robert. I liked almost everything about it. Uh, Bailey coming out. 
Rollins using the door, Bailey thanking him for using the door, and then Rollins goes, "Well, of course, that's what it's there for, silly." And to, then them laughing. I loved it. Two years ago, they were like the uber baby face, yes, of the company, and now they are just the most ridiculous, over the top heels. It works. It's perfect. They should be on TV together more. And I couldn't say a bad thing about this segment if I tried. And that is saying something because to me, this Rollins gimmick has been very hit or miss. And this was knocked out of the park. And (laughs) Rollins answering the door and Cesaro being right there and punching him. And then Cesaro using the plant as a javelin. I loved it. I loved it. It was so stupid. If you're going to do a talk show, I've been watching a lot of 80s WWF recently. And if you're going to do cartoon, you got to go all the way with it. And this is one of those segments that kind of did. And that's what makes it work. I want to see more out of these two. I, I, and Bianca coming out and laughing at the top of the stage. I like that too. It didn't require us to see her her getting physical. It's just her getting the last laugh for now. So yeah. I thought that was good stuff. And sometimes it's those little things that move feuds along that allow us to actually not see 45 rematches. The Nerd Guru says, I think Adam Cole should win it in your house. Then after the celebration, it's the life choked out of him by Samoa Joe, but also AEW Samoa Joe. I'm very torn. I feel you there. I don't think Adam Cole's going to win the title. I think they'll go a different direction. I think they've been there with him. But I, I hope Samoa Joe pops up on Sunday. That would be very cool. And Ryan B. James says, seemed like the, a botch on the end of the Ford-Gable match, like Gable had to kick out because Otis missed his timing. I'll have to go back and watch that. Uh, I'll have to go back and, and kind of review that some more. And I'll, I'll bring it up on on next week's show for sure. But here we are, like 10 minutes into the SmackDown review. Well, this is a one-angle show, really. It's a one-angle show, yeah. Everything else we're talking about is like, well, it's a rematch, and it's just leading to something next week. So it's like this is a placeholder. And, like, I don't feel bad, because that's the effort that WWE's putting out. We put out more of a creative effort to to try to come up with our own stories within the stories sometimes. Yeah. But this Roman Reigns stuff has been good. What before we got to the main promo, what was your your favorite, least favorite part of the interactions between Roman and Jimmy and Jay? Uh, Jay finally saying, I've had it with you, I've had it with you. And then Roman parlaying that into this heartfelt son of a bitch manipulator promo. I think that was the best thing Roman Reigns has done so far as a heel. Yeah. I agree. It's it's one of those things. It's where like he's he's the victim here. Like he's just trying his best. He's just try, doing doing what he can. Oh, it was yeah. so good. And how and dare he, Jimmy not you know look out for his brother when he's the older brother? Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, a good line. And Jay tells Roman that he's got to go to the, the Usos locker room to see Jimmy. Oh, just the little things, the little mannerisms that Roman Reigns is putting forth with his facial expressions and being like, what, what? And buddy, let me tell you, those veneers help. 
oh, yeah. <laughs> those those teeth, those beautiful teeth. And he's like, huh? No way. <laughs> oh, it's really good stuff. Um, and it's just them going back and forth and using somebody as a middleman. And it it them doing that without directly speaking to each other adds more until they they did do it. Then we get to the main event segment. <laughs> Ray comes out and calls Roman out. And Ray cuts a promo and says he wants to face Roman at Hell in a Cell. Roman gets on the mic. He acknowledges Ray as a father. And then Ray attacks him with a kendo stick. But Roman grabs it. But that nobody gives a shit about that. No offense. No offense to Ray. All due respect. Yeah. Dominic came out. And as Bezo Banks said, he sent Dom to the afterlife. Um, I don't want to read the rest of that uh, because I thought that was disrespectful. But um, it was the creative use of the Thunderdome pre-taping cameras. It's something that I wish they did more. Roman threw Dominic so goddamn far. And of course it was camera work, but I don't care. I don't care. It was a hilarious spot. I do wish they had, I I didn't hear like a big spot like on the ground, but oh, it was amazing. It was one of my favorite finishes of the brand split era of SmackDown, Robert. And they are hot shotting this angle based off of one segment where Roman beats up Dominic. Yes. And the only way to get this over quick and go, hey, put him in hell in a cell, have Roman chuck the man's son out of the ring like he just doesn't matter should have ended there they should have went off with with ray checking on dominic and that's it they shouldn't have had ray go back in should have just ended there ken shiro says mv young reacting to the power bomb on twitter especially after all the bs from last month was hilarious yes uh, i i tend to trust that professionals can do things professionally this was a great use of what they can do right now for the next four or five weeks, Robert, they have the ability to create a a cinematic quote unquote spot like this. So they do it. Mike JC says Roman is so good. Everything he does is money. This definitely was whoever came up with this idea. I applaud you because it's going to be a meme, Robert. Yeah. And not to, down for the power bomb, but even the kendo stick shot earlier where they're so tight in on Roman doing the pose before the spear that Dom just comes in and cracks with the kendo stick and you don't see it coming. That's the beauty of the Thunderdome. That's what I'm going to miss when they go back on the road. But this segment was everything of why Roman Reigns is a lot of fun. In the meantime, I would really love to see Roman Reigns cost the Mysterio's the tag titles. I would really like to see that happen. Give Ray even more motivation. Like Roman has decided to just screw up Ray's life now. His kid, his championship, anything he can. Brandon Charles Powell says, I legit yelled, oh, when Dom went flying. Yeah. Uh, That's what wrestling is supposed to do. And WWE, for all the flack that we can give them, when they do it right, there is almost nothing better. And this was proof of that because this segment worked. Bezos says, I've already got 10 memes in my head for that. And Valab pointing out it, it was an awesome bomb. It was, 
It was great. I can't understate it anymore. Great execution, great a great vision to put that even in your head. Great editing, great camera work. I, I could not say enough good things about that. It was like you know what happened, and that's that's the thing. We know wrestling isn't real. We know yeah. he didn't really get thrown like that. We know there was a pad there. I don't care. Take me for the ride. I, and and it was it was great. Kudos to to WWE for that angle. A great show closer. Gutierrez yeah. says, "When is Adam Cole going to debut as Michael Cole? Son, he ain't that. That is not happening, pal." Rob Reed says, "Roman eating Dom will never not be fun to watch. That was awesome. That will be a thing that is referred to on documentaries in the future. I think Robert, and it'll be great when Dom gets built up and can actually hold his own against." somebody like a Roman Reigns. It's all going to be great in the long run. Ryan B. James says, I'd like to report a double murder tonight. Archer murdering some Chandler fellow and Roman murdering Dom. It was wild. Bezos says, Bailey closing her eyes as Rollins' pants came off. Like, that's for Becky, not for me. Please, WWE, give me Bailey versus Michael Cole before next year. I would actually love to see, like, some ridiculous match like that because, why not? Yeah. But... Go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, Bailey has been the best thing about the Thunderdome era and the pre-Thunderdome when they were just in the Performance Center. And I actually think her character might take a hit when they go back on the road because the fans will be so playful that she'll lose the genuine obnoxiousness of the gimmick. But she's had a great year and deserves all the praise. Guys, that is our show. Go over to my Twitter right now at Sean Ross App. I have a clip of one of the best angles in wrestling, Nick Gage and Matt Cardona. Boy, is this white hot. I don't think anybody predicted this one, but it is white no. hot. And Nick Gage went after Cardona. It was it was something. Uh, thank you all for joining us. We'll be here next week. Uh, Nerd Guru says two-thirds of the Shields destroying the Mysterios, pal. Yep. Yeah, And Mike JC says, I cackled at the camera angle and no thud. They should have had a thud. A thud should have happened. That yeah, was my only It complaint. would have tied the whole thing together perfectly. I will say, I cannot wait until Nick Gage is in a death match with Cardona and gets him by simply opening the mint on card action figures and just ruining his life. I sent a message to Joey Janela and, and I was like, Hey man, you all should really have somebody pour a bag of cicadas on somebody else at GCW. That's what I want to see. I know nobody can get slammed on them. It's it's cruelty, but you know, you can pour a bag of cicadas on somebody. They caused a wreck up here. One flew in the window of a guy and he ran off the road and totaled his car. Good Lord. But guys, Joel Pearl says it's so much content this weekend. If you're not watching his Impact Watch-Alongs on Thursdays, do it at twitch.tv slash FightfulGaming. Saturday, UFC 263 Watch-Along. Nate Diaz is fighting. There are two title fights. You got Impact Wrestling Against All Odds. I'm going to have some news on that show tomorrow. Uh, Sunday, NXT TakeOver in your house. Yes. Matt J. Hendricks says 300-plus fans at TakeOver. It will finally feel like TakeOver again. I'm surprised they can cram that many people in. Robert Pat Pettengill draws a house. Yes. John, okay. And I'll be covering all that good stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at DudeFelice. Check me out every single day here on Fightful.com. Check me out in the upcoming Fightful magazine reviewing SummerSlam 1988. That was a blast. 
I'm looking forward to doing more retro content there. Yes. And I'm looking forward to just doing more in general. Guys, thank you all so much. Please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We're breaking that news all the time, my friends. But even beyond that, you've got Alex's Sour Graps. You've got Steven Jensen covering the indies and non-WWE and AEW stuff on the Weekender. You've got my Q&A show. I do a backstage report podcast as well. But also join Denise here tomorrow after Against All Odds. Show some love to her solo shows. Uh, She kicks ass at those. So please go over there, send her super chat, all that good stuff. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.